from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to episode 23 of Spotlighting the Indie Author. Today's show will be an author chat with Courtney Turcott Bond. Courtney will be discussing and giving us some insider info on her debut novel, Breathtaking, a heart-wrenching coming-of-age story that fans of John Green and Nicholas Sparks will love. I'm Kelly Winkler, announcer for today's show. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Now to the crew of Spotlighting the Indie Author. Hi, everyone. I'm Joseph Clay, and welcome to the podcast that shines a light on the indie author with book reviews and interviews. Trust me when I say this show is going to be a hoot. Hi, gang. Nina Turnipseed. And from all of us at Spotlighting the Indie Author, we hope everyone has a happy Valentine's Day that is full of love. Joseph is right. This is going to be a fun show. Courtney Turcott Bond will answer Spotlighting the Indie Author's 10 off-the-wall questions and be a part of an author chat. The crew of Spotlighting the Indie Author will be reviewing Breathtaking, Courtney's wonderful debut novel later on in the week. Now to Joe and Courtney. Courtney, it's now time for Spotlighting the Indie Author's 10 off-the-wall questions. All right. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? Oh, definitely the Notes app, because that's where I put all my ideas. Instagram and uh, Duolingo, because I am learning French. <laughs> I took French in high school, and I can't remember any of it. I did, too, and that's why I'm relearning it. <laughs> all right. If you could marry a fictional character, who would it be? Ooh, definitely Jim from The Office. Okay. Would you rather have deep dish or thin crust pizza? Thin crust all the way. Would you rather go 30 days without your phone or your entire life without dessert? Ooh, definitely 30 days without my phone. I, I'm a, I definitely have a sweet tooth. Oh, me and you both. Me and you both. <laughs> yeah, I'd give up the phone in a heartbeat. Yep, I've got to have my sugar. Yeah. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Oh, I am an overthinker for sure. So I can't, I can't just make a quick decision. I've got to research it and think about it and ask advice of 15 friends. So yeah, overthinking for sure. Okay. If you had to pick a new name for yourself, what would it be? I've always loved the name Caroline. So sweet Caroline, like Neil Diamond song. Would you rather wear a onesie 24 seven for a year? Or a horse head costume for a month straight? <laughs> um, I wish I could wear a onesie the rest of my life. So, the onesie for sure. I was hoping you was going to say uh, wear a, a horse head costume because <laughs> I actually have one of those. Oh, yeah. Do. It's just, yeah, it's just this big latex horse head, and I need to try to get rid of it. So, but you went with the onesies, and I don't have any onesies. So, I guess, uh, okay, I guess I'm well, out of luck on getting rid of the horse head costume. Yeah, that's not coming to me. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you were stranded on a deserted island and you could choose one person to keep you company, who would it be? Oh, my husband. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. And he can he knows how to 
you know, make fires and all that stuff. So he can keep me company and uh, he, he can be real handy. Too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's, he's a handy man to help you survive. All right, that's a good yes. choice. That'll work. All right, what about an animal? Oh, um, I think the most practical might be a horse. So it could help me, you know, get around the island quicker and, and move things. Good thinking. Yeah, that'd be practical. Mm-hmm. What characteristic <laughs> are you most known for? Ooh, probably, um, probably being personable, I think. So, yeah. What's the longest you've ever waited in line for something, and what was it? Okay, this is probably the weirdest answer you've ever gotten, <laughs> but um, probably swim lessons for my kids. <laughs> so there's, there's this lady in town who is the best uh, swim teacher around, and when my kids were little, she had changed the sign up to uh, having people show up in person to sign your kids up for the classes. And she would, she would always book really early and it was first come first serve. And so my, my friend and I started getting there. I mean, this would be every year. We started getting there really, really early in the morning to uh, wait in line so we could guarantee the swimming spot classes for our kids. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, I was thinking maybe waiting in line for like the newest fangled phone or something like that. Not sw <laughs> yeah. Swim lessons never crossed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But probably, like I said, you probably haven't ever <laughs> had anybody give that answer before. So. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney, for participating in Spotlighting Indie Authors. Ten off-the-wall questions. I hope you had as much fun answering them as I did asking them. You and I will be right back after Kelly gives the listeners a little more info about you. Kelly, please read Courtney's bio. Our guest today is Courtney Turcott Bond. Courtney holds a bachelor's degree in English and education and a master's degree in education. She's a high school English teacher since 2004 in Topeka, Kansas, where she lives with her husband and two kids. In addition to teaching, Courtney has owned a small cake pop business since 2014. She's a freelance writer for the Greater Topeka Partnership, and she is a published author. Her novel, Breathtaking, was released on September 1st, 2020. It hit the top 100 novels in the coming-of-age category on Amazon and has received high praise from book reviewers around the world. When Courtney's not working or writing, you can find her doing yoga, traveling, or singing along to every lyric at a concert. You can connect with Courtney through her website and on social media. Courtney's social media accounts include Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Those links can be found in the show notes. Now back to Joe and Courtney. It is my pleasure to introduce to you, Courtney Terracott Bond. Thank you, Courtney, for calling into the show and answering spotlighting the any author's 10 off the wall questions earlier. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me today. You're more than welcome. Now it's time to learn a little more about you, your writing, and your newest release, Breathtaking. Before we get to Breathtaking, let's talk about Courtney Turricott Bond, the writer. Is writing right. your full-time career, or would you like it to be? <laughs> uh, it is not my full-time career. I'm actually uh, an English teacher. I've been a high school English teacher for 17 years, and 
have been doing writing on the side. So I don't know that I could ever fully give up teaching, but I I would love maybe a hybrid of the two, maybe be a part-time teacher and uh, allow more writing space into my life. What is your writing kryptonite? I would definitely say finding the time to write just because I, I don't have the time to do it as a full-time career. So I'm constantly just trying to get uh, whatever little bit of time I do have to to get words down. Okay. Tell us about your blog, All the Everythings. Yeah, I started blogging quite a while ago. And unfortunately, I haven't had as much time to focus on that. But uh, I call it All the Everythings because I just have so many different interests. And so I, it really is a blog about everything. I, I've shared recipes on there, parenting tips. Uh, my husband and I really cracked down about uh, seven years ago to off all of our student loans. And so I started writing about finances and would share our updates about how much we had paid off for our student loans. So yeah, it just turned into, like I said, just a little thing for anybody to read and be interested in. And that's actually how I started writing my book. A, a publisher had been reading it and reached out to me and asked if I might want to write a book. Okay. I'll put a link in the show notes to the blog so the listeners can go find it. Uh, tell us about your freelance work that you do. Yeah, so I work for the Greater Topeka Partnership. That's where I live here out in Kansas. And they have their own blog. And so they will have certain articles that they want. I guess not really articles, but uh, certain blog posts that they want written. And so they reach out to me and say, hey, we want you to write about this little business in town or this thing that's going on. And so they usually tell me how long they want it to be and who they want me to interview. And I, I do that and submit it and then they, they pay me. So it's a nice little side gig that I have with them. Okay. That is great. Yeah. As writers, we all have writing influences. Who were yours? Oh, wow. Definitely. Um, Harper Lee who wrote to kill a mockingbird I have taught that book for years and just absolutely love everything about it, but particularly the voice. Uh, Nicholas Sparks as well. If you like Nicholas Sparks, uh, my book is Up Your Alley. Uh, John Green as well. I think my book's a pretty nice mixture of their writings. Um, but another book that really inspired me was one I read when I was in middle school called Don't Die, My Love by... Um, Oh, what is her name? Um, Laurelyn McDaniel, I think. I think I'm messing up her first name, but uh, that was the first book that ever made me cry. And I knew when I when I became a writer, I wanted to tap into those emotions of my reader. What was your favorite book as a kid? Well, let's see. As a kid, um, the first thing I really remember getting into was the series um, Sweet Valley Twins. And uh, that was about these two, you know, obviously twin sisters. And uh, one was a little bit more edgy and one was more straight laced. And uh, I just devoured those books, probably like late grade school. So I would say, I would definitely say Sweet Valley Twins, the whole series. Breathtaking is your debut novel, correct? Yes. Congratulations on your novel being published. Thank being you. Now that you are a published author, do you ever Google yourself? 
Yeah, I have. It, nothing, at least that I've seen, I haven't Googled myself in a while, but nothing is out there that I wasn't already aware about. So it's usually just uh, newspaper articles that I've been in or, or something like that. Breathtaking features poetry by Adam Boyd Stevens and others. Mm -hmm. While doing the research for this interview, I noticed you also write poetry. The poetry is featured on candles. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. When the quarantine started, I knew my book was going to be coming out in a few months. And, uh, you know, we're all stuck at home and had more time on our hands. And I wanted to do something to start intriguing um, an audience that a book was coming. And so I started writing uh, some poems that were, were just, you know, regular poems. But I also started writing a poem based off of each chapter of my novel that led up to announcing the release of my book coming. And so um, that actually started gaining quite a bit of attention on Instagram. Uh, there is a whole poetry community on Instagram that I didn't even know existed. And with that, this brand new candle company out of New Jersey reached out to me and she said, uh, I love your, your poems and I have this new business that's starting where I combine poetry and candles. And so she has this really cool setup. Her, her uh, business name is Pyre and Wit and she's on Etsy. So you would go to Pyre and Wit on Etsy and you can choose whatever type of candle you want and the scent. And then she has a list of poets and certain poems from each of those poets that uh, you can uh, choose to have printed on your candle. So it's a really cool uh, business idea. And uh, anyway, she's been great for me. She's helped uh, do some giveaways that I did leading up to my book release. She she threw in some candles for me and has done all sorts of stuff. So uh, definitely check them out. She's a teacher as well, like me. That is awesome. And a great idea combining poetry with candles. We'll put a link in the show notes to Prior Wit so people can pick up some poetry and some nice smelling candles at the same time. Yeah, that would be great. Breathtaking is based off a true set of events that you had firsthand knowledge of. Tell us yes. about the amazing story behind Breathtaking. Yeah, so I, like I said, a full-time English teacher. And one thing that I have done over the years is my district has hired me to be a homebound teacher as well. So these are students who can't come to school for whatever reason. And of course, this is before we all have gone um, remote and kids have been zooming in for classes. So uh, anyway, I, I worked with kids who either were in a car accident and, and were too injured to come to school or too, they were too sick to come to school for whatever reason. And so I was just this in-between for them where I would uh, work with the teachers and, and then work with that kid at home and help tutor them and, and everything. So uh, I've probably worked with a dozen different kids, but in 2015, I uh, was asked to work with this girl named Madison and Madison had cystic fibrosis, which I had never, I, I think I'd heard of it, but I never really knew what it was. And so for the listeners who aren't familiar, cystic fibrosis is a genetic disease that uh, usually it's detected around the age of two for patients and it affects your lungs and it's uh, it's definitely fatal. Uh, the life expectancy for cystic fibrosis patients is pretty young. And so these, these kids grow up knowing that they're not gonna live very long. Um, I think the average age today is maybe about 30 years old. So I start working with Madison about 
two to three nights a week. And I did that for two full years. And when I first met her and her family, they were telling me about how uh, and Madison was about 15 at the time. She was a little freshman in high school. And uh, they were telling me that three years prior, she had received a double lung transplant. And I just was so fascinated by that. I'd never really thought about organ donation before or, you know, how important it was or anything. And um, I ended up finding out that her organ donor was a high school senior down in Mississippi. Alex was his name, Alex Lott. And he was had a freak accident his senior year of high school and ended up sadly passing away. But he was adamant about being an organ donor as a high school boy. And, you know, I'm around high school boys all the time. And I don't know that that's usually on the forefront of many teenagers' minds, but um, Alex's mom is a nurse and and he kind of grew up knowing about organ donation and the importance of it. And so when he got his license as a 16-year-old, he said, for sure, I want to make sure I mark that I'm, I'm an organ donor. And uh, he was quoted saying, Besides where I'm going, I won't need these parts anyway. And I remember hearing that story and just thinking that was, you know, just so profound for a, a 16-year-old to say. And, um, you know, sadly, just 18 months or so after he got his license and and said those words, he, he became an organ donor. But uh, because of his selfless decision, he was able to save five different lives um, through his organ donation. And of course, one of those lives was my student Madison, who I'd become really close to. And so that whole story just really intrigued me. And um, one night back in 2017, the idea of breathtaking popped into my head. And it's it's not Alex and Madison's story exactly, but there are definitely lots and lots of pieces from their true life story that I incorporated into my novel. Courtney. Thank you for sharing those details with me and the listeners. Some of that is in breathtaking, but a lot of it is not. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. I was 16 uh, in high school and on a baseball team, and I can tell you, organ donation was the furthest thing from my mind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I live for three things, food, <laughs> baseball, and the cheerleader for the football team. <laughs> Okay, there's no organ donor in there. So it's amazing. Nope. It amazed me that a 16 year old would have that much foresight. Yes. Since breathtaking is based off of a true story and you were close to the story, did it make it easier or harder to develop the characters of Kara, Adam, and Reed? And what about weaving the truth into a fiction plot? Was it harder or easier? Oh, that's a great question. I think. Honestly, I think it's a little of both. You know, their their true life story gave me a lot to jump off of. Like I said, so much truth that I incorporated. I did a lot of interviewing with both Madison's family and Alex's family. The way that I wrote it in the book, it is exactly what happened to Alex or Madison in real life. So mm -hmm. anyway, that gave me some jumping points. But then I think what I was really nervous about was really honoring both Alex and Madison through this novel. I didn't mention yet that Madison uh, passed away in 2018. So I was only about 25% done with the novel when, when Madison had passed away and she knew I was writing it. And um, at first I thought about just abandoning it because I thought, what's the point now that Madison's not going to get to read it? But 
then I came to my senses and realized there was there would be no greater honor to her and to um, help her legacy live on than to go ahead and publish this novel and and use it as a means to bring more awareness to organ donation and cystic fibrosis. And so that's why I did continue and, and finished it. You know, my whole purpose shifted from just becoming a writer to honoring these two amazing teenagers. I wanted to make sure I did that. And I was really fearful that their families were going to read it and hate it. Oh my gosh, I just remember being so nervous when they were reading it. And luckily that did not happen. But when each finished, they that both families reached out to me and just absolutely loved the novel. So that meant the world to me. That is magnificent. And I can say that you did the story justice and you definitely did those two justice. Mm, thank you. Now, when you were naming your characters, you know, you had the real life people that had their own names, and then mm -hmm. you had to come up with these fictional characters. How did you come about naming them? How did you come up with the name of Adam and Reed and Kara? Some of the names changed a little uh, over time. So I'll talk about Kara first because she's the main character. When people read it, people who knew Madison and knew it was inspired by Madison, they automatically think that Kara is who represents Madison in a way, and it doesn't at all. Uh, Kara <laughs> is neither of them, so Kara right. is more me than anybody. Kara was somebody who was inspired and influenced and changed because of both of these lives. And so, uh, and I feel like that was me, uh, even though I never got to know Alex, but I was changed by their lives. So uh, one of my best friends name is Kara, uh, but she spells it with a K and uh, I wanted the C in there to change a little bit and to kind of represent me, Courtney. Adam's character was originally Nate. And when I was first working on the novel, somebody who was going to be working with me on the editing process uh, early on, uh, his name was also Nate. And so I thought that might be kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it to Adam. Yeah, I was trying to think of who to change it to. So this is kind of funny. One of best friends in high school, his name was Adam. And a lot of the type of relationship that Adam and Kara have in the book was really reminiscent to Adam and myself. And I also thought, you know, Adam's the first person in Kara's life. You know, Reed doesn't come in until later. So a little bit of a biblical allusion mm -hmm. there to, uh, you know, Adam out of the Bible being the first first man. Uh, but what's so funny is I never told my friend Adam in real life that I had based this character and named off of him. <laughs> so I actually just like last week posted something on Instagram about it. And he, he wrote me, he was like, wait a second, you really did that? And I said... Oh, yeah, I guess I forgot to tell you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's where I got that name. And then um, Reed was a little different. I, I liked kind of playing around with the word Reed. You know, his name is spelled R-E-I-D, mm -hmm. but it's a homonym for reading. And Reed is actually really into poetry and writing and all of that. So I liked that connection. But what's really um, symbolic are the last names. So I spent a lot of time thinking about the last name. So uh, I'll give you one little hint uh, that Kara's last name is Eckervain, and uh, that is actually French for writer because Kara in the novel is really into writing. She's a gifted writer very early on in life. And so I wanted to, to play on, on that and have a little Easter egg of a symbolism there. So, Okay. Yeah. With your research and writing time, how long did it take you to get breathtaking from conception to print? Oh, boy. Uh, so two years of actual writing of it, and then another year 
<laughs> sounds so long, but yeah, another year of just simply editing and uh, getting it ready to to release. So yeah, three years total. The cover art for Breathtaking is excellent and foreshadows what's to come. Did you design or have any input in the cover design? Yeah, I actually did. Um, this was uh, an interesting process. Uh, I did have an artist who I was working with, and I honestly had no idea what I wanted the cover to look like. Um, and so I just shot him a few thoughts and I said that I, I really liked the cover of Five Feet Apart, which is uh, a novel that just came out a few years ago uh, about two two characters who also have cystic fibrosis. And so I gave him that to work off of and he shot me some ideas and we went back and forth for probably two weeks where I would say, well, I like this aspect, but not this aspect. And so he'd change it and change it again and change it some more. And then we finally landed on that. I'm very pleased with it. Kara's last name means writer in French. Did you hide any other secrets or foreshadowing in the book that maybe only a few people will find? Ooh, yes. Um, there's a lot. Uh, definitely the ladybug. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a uh, ladybug that pops up in part two, and ladybugs appear a couple other times later in the novel and that is definitely a nod to alex uh who was matt you know madison's lung donor so his mom told me this crazy story that when alex passed away he was he was a baseball player and he passed away in november of his senior year and of course the baseball is in the spring but she went to the what would have been the first game of Alex's senior year. She still wanted to go and support the team and the coach and everything. And so she was working about 45 minutes away from where that game was. And she said that when she got in the car, this had landed on her shoulder and that ladybug stayed on her shoulder the entire 45 minute drive to the baseball game. Oh. And then when she got there, yeah, when she got there, she went to talk to the coach and, uh, Alice's mom, her name's Penny, and she's a great Southern lady. I love her. She was really good about giving little items that, that Alex had to people in his life and uh, his organ recipients. And so one thing that she gave to his coach was a crucifix that he used to wear around his neck for every game. So she went up to the coach before the game and handed him the the crucifix and said, this was Alex's, you know, he wore it at every game and I want you to have it. And then she took the ladybug off of her shoulder and put it on the coach's shoulder. And after the game, that coach told her that that ladybug stayed on his shoulder the entire baseball game. And so, I, I mean, she's telling me this stuff. I'm like, what? And so uh, Penny had said that, Anytime she saw ladybugs after Alex's passing, she kind of took that as a sign that he was he was there or looking after her or, or whatever. And uh, the coolest thing, though, was when, okay, so the, the Lott family, Alex's family from Mississippi, got to come up in 2015 to meet Madison for the first time. And uh, that's something that with organ donation can be kind of tricky because, you know, there's a lot of guilt 
that is part of organ donation. You know, somebody typically has to pass away for somebody else to live. But mm -hmm. uh, if the if the families want to, after enough time has gone by, they are allowed to to meet each other. And so for Madison was celebrating this big breath day. So that's what they call the anniversary of receiving a double lung transplant is a breath day because you know you get to breathe again for um, the first time. So Madison was celebrating her big third breath day, and this was right around when I met her. So I got to go to this celebration. And I didn't know these people very well yet, but um, I went to this big celebration and the Lot family came up from Mississippi and she said that when they pulled up to Madison's house and walked up to the front door, there was a swarm of ladybugs on Madison's front porch. Amazing. So, yes. Yes. So that was so incredible to hear about that. And uh, I, I remember, so Alex's mom had talked at this birthday celebration that I went to and didn't think about, you know, keep in mind uh, the, this novel was nowhere on my radar at that time. Uh, but I remember her telling that story then, and that's really what started getting me really interested in this, this whole story and the relationship between these two families. And, uh, when I interviewed Alex's mom for the novel, I said, can you please tell me about that ladybug thing again? And so <laughs> I, I knew I had to incorporate that yeah. somehow. So Yeah. Spotlighting the Indie Author believes Breathtaking is a great novel for book clubs to read. Can book clubs contact you and ask questions either by email or some type of chat service? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, out of this whole process, that is my favorite thing to do is to talk to book clubs. So, And I've, I've probably had an opportunity to talk to, gosh, maybe 10 already. So, um, yeah, if you want to, if your book club wants to read my book, just uh, contact me through my website, which is just CourtneyTurcottBond.com and tell me that uh, you would like me to join you guys. And I can join via Zoom or if you're local, I can join in person and and uh, you guys can ask me any questions that you want. I love doing Q&A's about, about the book and it's so fun for me to talk to people who have read it. So I really can go into all those uh, deep details and, and talk about my my decisions and the choices that I, I made for each part of the novel. Okay. Is breathtaking geared for a particular audience? I actually am going to say no. And I was trying to be really strategic with this when I wrote it uh, because I wanted it to appeal to both a young and an older audience. And so the way that I tried to do that was most of the story revolves around, uh, you know, Kara and Adam as they're, pretty young. It starts out as eight-year-olds and then it follows them throughout high school and then Kara in in college. But I also set it in the 80s and the 90s to kind of have that nostalgic feel for people who are my age or older. So uh, that that was interesting to them. But I've had my son read it when he was 11 and really enjoyed it. And I've had uh, middle-aged men contact me and say that it made them cry and that they liked it and uh yeah older older women and everything so uh, i know that's not a, a normal strategy for authors to do usually they you know publishing houses and everything want you to hone in on a really specific age group and gender and i i really tried to make it so that it would appeal to anybody you did like i was telling you earlier uh off air I'm the horror expert. I write supernatural, yeah. you yes. know, the freaky stuff, you know, ghosts lying around. And I thoroughly enjoyed the book when I read it. 
So oh, thank you so you, much. It's a well-rounded book, so you did a good job. Okay. Thank you. While someone is reading Breathtaking, what emotions do you hope to invoke in that reader? And once the reading is complete, what do you hope the reader will get from reading Breathtaking? Ooh, good question. Um, Why, well, as I mentioned earlier, that that first book that ever made me cry back when I was in seventh or eighth grade was Don't Die My Love. And I just remember feeling so connected to the characters and kind of being surprised that a book had such a strong effect on me. And I just, and I, I've wanted to be a writer since I was eight years old. And uh, when I, when I read that book, knowing I wanted to have that kind of effect on, on other people. So, so yeah, I definitely want that type of emotion, but more than anything, I want people to take action and think more about their lives and uh, what they can even do uh, after they pass away and you, the effect that they can have through organ donation. And so I'm hoping that this book will make people more aware of that, uh, especially teenagers who maybe don't think too much about how important organ donation is. So I'm hoping that teenagers will read this and uh, do what Alex did when they go to get their license and decide to be that that organ donor because you just never know. Madison was someone in my life who, as I said earlier, knew she was going to die at a young age and she ended up dying right after she turned 18. And she took advantage of that. She packed so much into her short little life. I mean, I think she accomplished more than what most people do who live into their 80s. And that was very inspirational to me as well. So I think that message is in the book. And so there's just a lot of things that I would like people to walk away with after they read it. At this time, Breathtaking is available in ebook and paperback format. Will there be an audio book and or CD version later on? Yes, actually, I am right in the middle of working on the audio book. So uh, I'm working with a great professional narrator and uh, we, we just got about halfway done through it. So I'm hoping that the audio version will be out uh, this spring of 2021. I know Breathtaking is available on all the major book outlets on the internet. What about brick and mortar stores? Let's see. Um, Barnes and Noble, Target, uh, a lot of local bookstores. Any of your local bookstores don't carry it. Definitely, you know, I, I want you to support locals so you can request it from the bookstore and they can order it through my distributor. Now, without reciting the blurb found on the back cover of the book, tell us in your own words about breathtaking the novel. Yeah, I always have a hard time with this one because there's only so much I can say without giving away the ending. But I will tell you that this is a book that champions someone who probably shouldn't have been successful. And you get to follow her story. Uh, as I mentioned before, it's something that deals with a lot of topics. Alcoholism is in there. Neglect with parents, friendship, and, and the love story. And so I think you're going to get a lot of that. And it's something that's really going to tug at your heart. Courtney, since this is our Valentine's show, is Breathtaking considered a romance novel? And can you discuss any insider information of the romance between the characters, real life or fictional? 
Hmm, I don't think I would necessarily consider it a romance novel, but there's definitely some romance involved, and you're going to see definitely uh, interests going on between some characters and some heartbreak and and all of that. Uh, some insider information, though, that's pretty cool is that uh, I was able to interview both Madison's boyfriend at the time of her death and Alex's girlfriend at the time of his death. Uh, and so one thing that was really interesting to me that both of those uh, kids told me was that they were just so in love with Alex and, and with Madison and uh, they just, neither one of them feels like they can find somebody else who is going to match uh, the, rela the relationship that they had with those two remarkable kids that inspired my novel. So in the interviewing of them, uh, they, they each had their own beautiful love story. And so I took pieces of, of those real life stories and wove them into breathtaking. So you'll get to see that when you read the book. Here's the last question that I'm sure you have been asked a thousand times at this standard for all interviews. What's next on your writing agenda? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm actually really excited about my next project. So Madison and Alex, who inspired Breathtaking, both have such amazing real-life stories and the connection between their lives is just incredible. So my next project is to actually write Madison and Alex's biography. And I have the blessing of both families to do that. So after the audiobook gets done, that's what I'm going to start working on. So there'll be a lot of interviewing and, and research, but I do want to get a more detailed version of Madison and Alex's real life story down. And it will be a nice companion piece to Breathtaking. So you can read Breathtaking and then read the real life story of the two kids who inspired Breathtaking. Thank you, Courtney, once again for being on the show. It was a pleasure to learn about you and Breathtaking, your fascinating debut novel. All of us at Spotlighting the Indie Author wish you the best in life and in your writing career. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. And I hope everybody has a wonderful Valentine's Day today. Take it away, Nina. That was a great author chat. Thank you, Courtney, for giving us an in-depth look inside Breathtaking of how the story came about the real-life characters that inspired the story, and where some of the symbolism used in the book came from. I would also like to thank Courtney for her time and for participating in the author chat. Till we meet again, hugs, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, and kisses. Nina. Courtney is such a pleasure to talk to, and she made my job easy by being prepared and ready to talk about herself and breathtaking. I hope we get to chat with her soon about her other works. Kelly, remind the listeners when we'll be reviewing Courtney's book, Breathtaking. I'm out of here. Did you know that 52 playing cards in a typical deck represent the 52 weeks of the year? The four suits, the four seasons. The book review of Breathtaking by Courtney Turcott-Bond will be our next show. That show will air in three days, February 17th, 2021. Make sure you subscribe to Spotlighting the Indie Author on your favorite podcast platform as you don't want to miss this book review. Also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and MeWe. The links to those sites will be in the show notes and on our website. We love our listeners and so thankful for you. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We look forward to the next show.
The opinions and or beliefs shared by any guest are not necessarily the opinions and beliefs of the hosts and or josepheclay.com and its affiliates which includes spotlighting the indie author. Music used in today's podcast. Intro outro music. Country intro for podcast by Alex Violaman, courtesy of Audio Jungle. Background music. Never Stop Dreaming by Crescent Music courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated. The show notes will contain the following. Links to the books reviewed on today's show, along with the author's or guest's website, and social media accounts, if applicable. Contact information for Spotlighting the Indie Author. The link to Spotlighting the Indie Author's podcast webpage. Links to the bias of today's hosts. The bio contains the host's emails for fan mail. Links to Spotlighting the Indie Author's Blog The blog will include the sound effect credits, the technical data on the recording of today's show, and more. Links to josepheclay.com's blog, which contains posts that deal with the growth and changes that have been made to Spotlighting the Indie Author. The blog also contains a category titled Podcasting 101 for those who are thinking about starting a podcast. I'm Kay Douglas, and along with the crew of Spotlighting the Indie Author, we thank you for tuning in. This was episode number 23, a 2021 production of Spotlighting the Indie Author, a josepheclay.com podcast.